It's your boy, Matty Kewman. Welcome to episode 28 of High Heat Fantasy Baseball. You already know it's Couch Guy Sports' number one new fantasy baseball podcast. Uh, as always, High Heat is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. You can check out all of our content on couchguysports.com. Written content is truly top-notch. Articles are incredible, and they keep on coming every single day. If you're new to the show, make sure you gently but firmly press that subscribe button wherever you're getting this podcast. If you have a minute and the app or website allows you to rate and review, please help the boys out and do it. And do not forget to share high heat fantasy baseball with literally everybody you know. Lastly, I suggest you check out some of the other great podcasts on the CGS Network, shows like Key Woman Jones, the fantasy football show. Legends Lingo, and Shorthanded Takes, a Boston Bruins podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, sadly, this is the season finale of High Heat. Fantasy baseball is quickly coming to an end, and it is time for the show to go in its hibernation. Man, what a ride it has been, and I still cannot believe we've done 28 of these things. But even more shocking... People actually listen. So we appreciate you guys tuning in every week. You are truly the best. And so for the last time for the 2021 MLB fantasy baseball season, allow me to introduce the star of the show, our resident PhD in fantasy baseball, bro science, me amigo, Kevin Perdios. What is up, my brother? What's up, everyone? How are we doing today? Uh, you know, bittersweet. We're very excited to ha- have put out all these episodes, you know, giving advice and talking fantasy baseball. But like sports, all seasons come to an end. So Kevin and I are going to pack up and, we, you know, we'll do some off-season shows come, uh, you know, the winter meetings, maybe do a little dynasty talk here and there in the off-season. But One more week left in the actual baseball season. A lot of leagues are wrapping up this year, including our very own Couch Guy Sports League, which somebody's still playing. I don't know who that someone could be. People Um, listening have a 50-50 shot of guessing. Yeah, right? Hmm. I wonder which one. Um, Yeah, so this this weekend is big for one of us. Yep. Don't know which one. You know, because the other one's in the semis and a different Oh, Oh, so, so, you know... Maybe people should start continuing to listen to this show. Yeah, you know. pass it around to their friends. But you know what? People get selfish because they don't want the good information going to their enemies and, in their and leagues. I'm just going to throw it out there. Just going to throw it out there. The guy I'm going up against in the championship, not a big bro science guy. No, but he so, is a friend of the show. So he's a I big think- friend of the show. So it's it's friendly bragging rights. You know, I think – yes. Um, Friendly yes. bragging rights, you know, the bro science versus the analytics. Um, and like we've said in shows past, you know, that I think it's all in fun. It's all fun and games. Like, you know, I, I mm-hmm. from my end, I love it. I love giving them a hard time. They're, they're good, good kids, good people, good podcasts, good everything. They yeah. know their stuff. Um, so it's all in good fun. But um, the bro science wants to win this one. I'll, Let's I'll, take it home. I'll leave it at that. I want those bragging rights. So every time next season they come of on, of course. Well, you know your bro, your your numbers are great and everything, but um, bro science prevails. It so. would be fantastic to uh, <laughs> have uh, one of us win that championship. Uh, but you know, Evans had a fantastic season, first place pretty exactly. much all year long. Whoop my bum uh, early in the year. So hey, you know, congrats to you for making it there. But we want that high heat logo. We need, we need to bring baggy. two championships back here. So, you know, both, well, of, both of us need to get the job done. The I will time. say this. In my uh, Golden Pony Fantasy Baseball Experience League, my longest-running home league, your boy went undefeated and won a ship. Wow. 
Oh, so you already have the ship. So I have. So the the pod has one ship. Okay, so that's news. That's breaking news. That's maybe what the one takeaway is going to be. <laughs> you know, you know, Maddie you brought know. home a ship and didn't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're glad everyone tuned in to the season finale. We got a great show for you tonight. We're going to hit you with our fantasy baseball awards, you know, the MVP, rookie of the year, dud of the year, and some more. Of We got one last round of the FBB Market Watch. No buys, no sells, obviously, but we'll talk ad drop, hold, that sort of thing. But first, Kevin, I want to tell everybody, tell everybody listening about your biggest takeaway from, I guess, say the past three weeks, because we've been on a bit of a hiatus. Yeah, so... The last three weeks, I think my biggest takeaway will just be the the amount of guys that you didn't expect to um, really help you win playoff matchups. You know, the, the amount of turnovers, the guys that are on the waiver wires that are riding a hot hand right now and didn't really ever expect them. Like I I've picked up a few guys, Hunter Dozier included, you know, you've been on him all year. Uh, the kid, the kid's unbelievable. Like he's a hundred percent from what he's done in the last three, four weeks. I'm going to try to draft him next year. You know, the multi-positional eligibility, I think it's like second, third and outfield. Plays outfield first, I think. Yeah. So I don't know if he has first base. He, he might, but either way, um, multi-position eligibility he's riding mm-hmm. a hot hand yesterday a double header and got me 20 points it, it's yeah. so guy like him is you know average everyone's like yeah he's good but he's winning you fantasy matchups so i think um sorry about that folks we had a little bit of technical difficulties but kevin you were talking about how players in the second half and in a home stretch or a playoff run can leave you know lasting effects that make you want to draft him in the following season hunter dozier was being, uh, you know, one of those guys we uh, said early in the season. Dude had bad, 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 bad luck. And that's kind of uh, changing around for the better right now. And you're uh, reaping the rewards, you know, guys like Frank Swindell, uh, Patrick Wisdom, guys who came relatively out of nowhere and are really helping winning fantasy uh, baseball championships. Like my man Kevin just said about Hunter Dozier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, the the biggest thing is just kind of, especially late in the season, this late in the fantasy season, don't fall in love with, with guys, you know, ride the hot hand. If you see someone on the waiver wire, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you use, and you just see, you know, Hunter Dozier keeps hitting home runs, you go pick them up. You know, you're, this is where you make your money. So um, don't fall in love with guys, even if you've had them all year. Like I, I love DJ LeMayhew all year. I've had him, but now it's kind of like, dude, you know, <laughs> When I needed you the yep. most, you're kind of just failing off, you know. So mm-hmm. um, don't don't learn from me, really. You know, don't fall in love with guys. Ride the hot hand if you can get value um, on the waiver wire. Go do it, especially semifinals championship uh, rounds. Yeah, especially in points leagues. You know, don't leave any points unsqueezed. You want to get as many points as you can in these matchups. Uh, so my biggest takeaway actually is. You know, just for, you know, all the commissioners listening or, or, or guys who like to be active in their leagues and, you know, offer ideas or improvements, play around with some league rules, you know, have some fun with it. Try some things that maybe sound unconventional. For example, that Golden Pony Fantasy Baseball Experience uh, home league, we had no trade deadline this year. And it created absolute chaos in the playoffs where, Cause it's a keepers league. So people were just trying to get keepers and, you know, guys playing just kept making trades to get starts or better hitters in matchups. And it was absolute chaos. It was the most stressful two weeks of my fantasy career, but man, it was a ton of fun looking at my phone, seeing that my opponent just made a trade, made me want to go out and make trades. It just, it caused complete chaos. And I know, uh, you know, some guys in the league were probably going to, put a deadline back next year uh, because it was very, very chaotic, but man, I thought it was such a blast. It was an absolute, you know, edgier seat type of type of run, but uh, you know, why not try some things in your yeah, league and, and see what, see what, see what's fun. You know, that sounds awesome. That sounds like it's like the actual MLB tr- trade deadline. You know, if you're right. in contention to win, you're going to try to win right now. So you're shipping off guys that 
maybe like prospects or whatever to to win a championship this year. I, I like that idea. That's pretty cool. That it was crazy. Fun. It was absolute madness. Like guys had you know three or four decent players, but uh, you know uh, the the guys in contention were willing to sell off like stud slumping you know keepers or guys who were hurt to just kind of load up on just dudes who could get points in that matchup. And it was just wild. Absolutely yeah. wild. But it was fun. Like I said, it was very, very fun. Do you, uh, what do you say? You want to move on to the very last fantasy baseball market watch section of the season? Yeah, dude, this is, this is bittersweet. So yeah, we might as well, you know, get it over with before I start tearing up here. <laughs> you know, this, this, this podcast turned 21 this year. We had some drinks, you know, we had some great guests, uh, you know, the all, you know, people, members of the couch guy sports family, the guys from the grand slam fantasy podcast around the diamond, you know, they, it was awesome having those guys on, you know, Michael Simeone and Micah Henry came on. Those guys are beasts in the industry. So it was great first season. And, uh, yeah, Kevin, uh, thanks for thanks for hopping on and going for the ride. Yeah, dude, yeah, absolutely. This is a lot of fun. We're, I can't wait to see what, what the future holds, you know. We're 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 baby steps right now, yep. you know what so big things to come. Big things to come. And it, you're getting like a friends montage episode from us. It's like we'll talk a little fantasy and then we'll talk about the podcast, and then we'll get back into it, and then we'll get back out of it. It's fun. All right, let's just get this mother effort started. Uh, first guy on the list, outfielder from the St. Louis Cardinals, Tyler O'Neill. This guy, uh, his roster ship percentage is skyrocketing. You know, it's uh, ranges anywhere from seventy percent to eighty percent. So, if you are uh, one of the one of the uh, leagues that is fortunate enough. To bring him on board, I would I would go ahead and do so. He has a two-run homer again tonight. The guy's been on absolute fire. Still strikes out a ton. Still striking out about 35% of the time. But he's putting up enough power. He's putting up enough average to balance out. Uh, he's really doing you know multiple categories or getting you some massive chunks of points. So if you can add him, I would recommend doing so. Kevin, how do you see uh, Mr. O'Neill out in St. Louis? Yeah, if you have the opportunity to add him, especially in points leagues, you have to do it. And you have to you probably missed the the window to do it, um, if he was available because he's on an absolute tear right now. I, I mean, even I don't even want to say right now, over the his season stats are still pretty good. You know, he hit 280, 28 home runs, three of those home runs coming in the last week, really, less than a week, last five, six games. Um, so points wise, dating back to September 17th, 14 points, 12 points, 12 points, four, one, and then tonight put up 20. So, you know, he's, he's definitely worth an ad for sure. If you have the ability to get him, um, obviously you can't sell or whatever. So definitely worth an ad. Yeah, if he's there, if he's available, I was able to scoop him up in uh, actually the league I am still playing with about a week ago. So uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm loving it. I got to say, I'm loving it. All right, let's move on to the next guy. You know, the one stock arrow is pointing up. This guy's stock arrow is definitely pointing down. I'm talking about superstar outfielder from the Milwaukee Brewers, Christian Yelich, still universally rostered. But Kevin, what do you think people who roster him now should do? if they're heading into their semis or championship. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're going in your semis of ch- or semis or championship, this is the type of thing. Don't fall in love with the name, you know, don't fall in love. Well, it's Christian Yelich. So I have to keep playing them. Y- you don't, you know, so obviously like hold them, but like if you want to drop them, sure. I think you're fine because I don't know. Let someone else fall in love with his name, especially for the last two weeks. You know, it, it's he's plummeting down. He's only on the season, 247, eight home runs. It's like that's – if I told you that was his numbers coming into the year, if I told you those were the numbers and you had to guess who it was, the last person on that list would probably be Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. um, don't fall in love with him. Find a way – find someone on the waiver wire that – you know, is has a hard hand and can get you some points, especially in points leagues. Um, 
don't fall in love with the name, you know, take the approach of hundred percent of what have you done for me recently? And mm -hmm. in his case, not much. And so, um, drop, at, drop, hold, whatever you want to do, but, um, proceed with caution, keeping him in your lineup. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, I'm a full fledged drop in redraft leagues. He, he, whether it be categories or points, he's just not bringing much to the table. Let me tell you some stats of his last 15 games. He's betting 214, zero home runs. Uh, he's just not really providing a whole lot of anything. And let me tell you this. He's got two home runs since August 1st, and they came in the same game. So he really just has not much. He has just been zapped of his of his pop this season, uh, especially in the second half. He's only barreled one ball since September 4th, 0.054 ISO 41 WRC plus is just a completely replaceable player. Um, you know, even Hunter Dozier, we talked about him a few minutes ago. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too prideful here. Uh, like you said, proceed with caution. I would say jump ship in redraft, send him on the wave wire. People will be shocked that you did, but guess what? He's not giving you really anything uh, in this home stretch. So, why keep them around speaking of guys i wish could be kept around the red sox uh sign this guy after the angels let him go he's not playoff eligible that's a gripe for a different show i'm talking about second base shortstop jose iglesias kevin Sox fan like myself he's been he's been electric since they got him uh, what are you doing in fantasy leagues right now? If you need some middle infield help or, you know, you're uh, if you're desperate for a certain something, uh, he's pretty much unrostered all over the place. Six percent, four percent ESPN Yahoo. What are you doing with Jose Iglesias? Yeah. So before I get into what I'm going to do with him, right. I took Jose Iglesias, and when you think of Jose Iglesias, you think of, well, he can't really hit much. He's a defensive guy. He's unbelievable defensively. He came up in the Sox organization. That was his MO. You know, we traded him out for Jake Peavy, which turned out to be, you know, take what you will of that. I think benefited both sides. You know, we needed a starter, and he wasn't giving us much offensively, so it worked out. Um, but you never think of him offensively. To get me to my point of when you put him on here, right away I was like, oh, hold, you know, sell, whatever. Yeah, he, he won't nothing. give you much. Right. Then I look. <laughs> then, yeah, then I hey, look. I got to look. And you're like, oh, okay, wait a minute. This dude figured out how to hit the baseball on it in a big way. Um, last, I'll go back last six games. You know, what have you done for me recently? Because we're in the playoffs. You need, you need, stuff now mm -hmm. you gotta squeeze all that, that you can last the rest of the year doesn't matter you know um points league nine points six points two points five five and tonight 12 again not setting the world on fire like not, not like oh my god this guy's gonna win you a championship but it's it's very much of yeah you know your stud goes down if you're i don't know who tatis goes down you need something consistently until he he gets back or he's not playing. Or maybe you've been starting LeMahieu and you're just fed up with right. nothing. Right. You know, maybe maybe that's what I do. You know, maybe I right now I drop DJ LeMahieu for Jose Iglesias because he's consistently giving me something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe that's that's a conversation or a thought I'm going to have to have throughout the rest of the show and into tonight. But um, yeah, well, uh, yeah. good thing this episode drops in the morning. So you have all night to make your decision before yeah. Evan hears what you're doing. Go ahead, Evan, pull the trigger on it. Go ahead because you stole two guys from me today and it backfired in a big way. So I'm, um, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> you know, I think Evan my, knows what he's doing. He's a smart I, dude. He's big. Yeah. I think we'll he see. has, I, I think he has like three losses all year or something. Yeah. He's crazy. had a great season. Fantastic. I, I'm season. not even going to lie. Coming into this matchup, it's like, oh, I'm going to get my ass kicked. But all right, here we go. Like, yeah. You know, the Patriots <laughs> are the same thing about the Rams. You know, you got to play yeah, the game. Right? Yeah. You got to play the game. And um, so it's fun. But yeah, I think um, Iglesias is someone you just add. You know, it doesn't yeah. hurt that he's giving you production. Why not get points where you can? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I am adding him where I can in points leagues. Uh, categories leagues, you're basically just getting average, not a whole lot more. But in points leagues, betting 382 since, they, since you've been in, in Boston, five extra base hits, 
He's only carrying 13.2% of the time. He's got a 181 WRC plus just points every day. Like Kevin said, you know, scratching them out and, and guys can get hot in certain stretches. And in points league, that's, that can really matter, especially in your super deep leagues where you're starting a middle infielder. Uh, he's got, you know, the dual eligibility short and second. So that's good to see. I, I like it and I'm adding and I just, as long as the Red Sox are hot, this guy will probably stay hot and he'll stay in the lineup. Uh, so Jose Iglesias, why don't you go ahead and check? He might be the unsung hero. That might be a guy just like yeah, another Iglesias once said, let him be a hero. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Whatever that was. Uh, let's move on to uh, another Milwaukee Brewer. Um, Eric Lauer. I, didn't, did, I don't think you thought I'd bring up that name uh, the last time we talked, but he's pretty uh, rostered out there. 75% ESPN, 61 Yahoo. So uh, he's not... Uh, readily available but in leagues where there's high turnover rate with streaming and points leagues stuff of that nature perhaps he has been dumped already or will be dumped after his next start i don't know uh but let's dive in to what you should do with him kevin lefty eric lauer how are you approaching him in your fantasy leagues so i'm i'm approaching him as ned and um i think I'm, I'm about to do it as we speak um so reason why I'm mad, I mean, that I'm kind of going with the approach that's helped me really this playoff run of streaming pitchers, you know, streaming pitchers that have good matchups. I'm not going to necessarily say he, eh, no, I will, because the Mets again, again, their ass is kicked right now, but um, he's next start is Saturday against the Mets that weekend. He's going to make or break a championship run for me. So I'm like, you, we've been saying, squeezing out any points that I can. Um, so I have him as an ad. I think he's he's going to give consistently give you about 20-plus points, and that's huge for a streamer, you know. Um, so I have him as an ad for sure. I like him a lot. His season stats aren't even bad. Six and five win-loss record, if that matters, in fantasy for you guys in categories. Um, 105 strikeouts, pretty good. 2.86 ERA is really where I'm kind of like, okay, that that's telling to me. I like that a lot, keeping the runs down. Um, and then you go, you look back really as last, again, six starts, six games. What have you done for me recently? That's really the last two or three weeks. Um, he's all but one start had at least five or more strikeouts. So, Again, even more points value right there. So I, I definitely have him as an ad um, heading into the weekend. Get as much as you can out of him. Yeah, I, I like Lauer. I'm looking to add him if you can get him for his start against the Mets. Next week, he lines up to pitch against the Los Angeles Dodgers. So if you don't get him this week, I'm leaving him on the waiver wire for next week. He's had a really great second half, but let's dial into his last five games. Started 1.53 ERA. 3.33 FIP. Like Kevin said, he's struck out five or more guys in four of those five starts. Eight being his high water mark uh, uh, the 12th of this month. He does get hit a little bit hard for my likings, but we're not talking about a season long chance for aggression. We're talking about one start. So I'm looking, I, I'm going to bet that he does well. I like looking at the 3.98 Sierra uh, in the past five starts because it, it just proves it's not you know, smoke and mirrors. He's not getting totally lucky. Uh, you know, the BABIP is a tad low, but like I said, we're not looking for guys to produce two or three times. We need him to produce one more time. And I like that start this weekend against the Mets. So I am adding Lauer. So drop one brewer, but add another one. Kevin, let's move on to the last guy on our list. I'm going to let you take the floor here because, uh, well, quite frankly, and, I, I, you know, people listening, I think we've kind of buried the lead. Ke Kevin is in the championship. We, we were kind of being ominous earlier, but we've since dropped the facade and kind of you, you already know Kevin's in the championship. But anyway, Garrett Cole, starting pitcher from the New York Yankees, kind of struggling as of late. You're nervous against his start in Boston in your championship. 100% I'm nervous. 100% I am nervous. I, again, this, this is a guy, talk about his, I'm going to go with his last three starts. 
which should have all been very good starts, especially for Garrett Cole, highest paid pitcher in baseball, or you know, close to it, if not the highest paid. Oh my God, he almost lost me the matchup last week. I have him pitching in the weekend against the Indians. That should be a given. Should be an absolute domination. Like that should be a given 25 points minimum. Mm-hmm. Seven. Ooh. Seven. Mm-hmm. I I have a couple uh, friends that are Yankees fans. Oh my God. The rant I went on just torching this dude. Um, you know, just like you bust, like, oh, like you're gonna lose me a fancy matchup, just ripping him, you know, because again, he's in the Yankees uniform, so adding gasoline to the fire. Um I, I'm gonna start him, you know, because <laughs> it, it's Garrett Cole. What are you so, gonna do? Right, right. You know what I mean? It, it's you know, I know I said it earlier, don't don't fall in love with the name, but right, right as you kind of expect, wow, this dude stinks. He drops 64 points on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. his um, last six starts, again, I'll read off the points, 32, 37, 64, 0, 21, and 7. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, okay, are you just in a rough patch right now? Eh. Right. But – I think the way with my approach of why I'm going to, I will start him. I will hold him at whatever. I don't think he will be available. He's a hundred percent roster. Yeah. He's rostered um, everywhere. So yeah, you're not going to drop him, especially with the weekend start coming up. Um, but I'm, I'm picking up guys as I can to build a buffer. You know, he's more than able to give you 50 points and win your fantasy matchup hundred percent, but he's also willing to, drop zero points <laughs> yes. so definitely nervous um the red sox are swinging a hot bat right now they're putting up 12 plus runs against the mets as we speak mm-hmm. um so i'm nervous but it's garrett cole he got paid for a reason he's he is a dominant pitcher hopefully. he's a first round draft pick in our in yeah fantasy league, so. yeah he's a top 15 pick you know so mm-hmm. um yeah, you know, hopefully he gets back to his old ways. I need him to. Of course, of course. But let me talk about him. Let me break it down. You talked about his last three starts, right? 6.28 ERA, but he has a 390 BABIP, so he's getting a little case of the BABIPs. He's got a 10.5 K per nine. You know, he had back-to-back 7K games. So his stuff is pretty much there. He is getting hard, uh, hit hard. You know, not exceptionally hard, but, you know, hard for a guy with that type of stuff. But he's still got that 35% O-swing percent and a 12.1 swinging strike rate over those last three games. But let me also tell you this. He's played Boston three times this year. He's got a 5.06 ERA. He's got four home runs. Sox are betting 292 against him this year and slugging 538. Ah, it would make me nervous, but I, you, you have to play him. Okay, let me just go ahead and just say you have to play him. Uh, and, and and I know all these stats kind of kind of illuminate maybe a, a scenario in which he he doesn't come through for you guys on, on your fantasy teams. But I'm gonna I'm gonna use a little bro science here on our very last player on our very last FBB market watch of the season. Sometimes you just gotta dance with the date that you brought. And Garrett Cole was a first round pick. Garrett Cole has been on your roster all year long. You got to put him in because if you put him in and he blows it, you know, you can't blame yourself. You can kind of blame him. If you leave him on your bench and he dominates, you can only blame yourself. So sometimes you got to dance with the dates that you brought. So play Garrett Cole. Play him. Kevin, just play him. Yeah, I, I know. I, and uh, it's just. I am nervous, man. You know, especially being a fan. I want to see him get the the shit kicked out of him. He's yeah. a Red Sox yeah. fan. You know, the, you want to see it. You want Schwarber going deep three times. You want all right. that. You, I want, I want him to get his teeth kicked in. But at the same time, I don't want him. To, I want him to dominate. Of course, you want to win a fantasy <laughs> so, championship, bro. Yeah. So it, it's. It, I hate being in the situation. I'm making man. a pact. You know, it is what it is. It's uh. 
Maybe a lesson that you learned to not draft Yankee aces. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Don't draft them next year. <laughs> well, you know what? You can't complain. You're in the championship. And that is actually going to wrap up the very last FBB Market Watch of 2021. What a season it has been. And, man, I am downright sore. Kevin, I, I could use a massage. And, I, I honestly, I got kids. I, I can't leave the house. Do you, do you know of anything I could potentially use to, to help me with my problem? Yeah, there's this thing. Uh, I think it's called Exogun, maybe. Exogun. That, uh, oh, that, yeah, I think. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, I know why. It's because they're the sponsor of this very show. That's right. High Heat Fantasy Baseball is brought to you tonight by Exogun. You can get a massage without ever leaving your house. You know, you don't let pain and soreness slow you down. Exogun revives muscles. It boosts circulation and releases energy so you can recover faster. And guess what? Live a little better. Take it wherever you need it. Work, the gym, the trail, the ballpark. Wherever you go, you can have the power of percussion massage in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. Fans of high heat fantasy baseball, if you go to Exogun and go ahead and purchase yourself one, use the promo code CGS10 at checkout. That's right. Go get your Exogun and use the promo code CGS10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. Exogun comes with a charger and a carrying case. Like I said, things portable. Go get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Kevin, this is the last segment of the 2021 season. Are you ready? Absolutely. Let's, Let's do it. freaking do it. We have our five fantasy baseball awards for this past season. Uh, let's start out with the comeback player of the year, Kevin. Who do you got? Mm, I don't. Uh, this is an iffy one for me because, but you got to go Salvador Perez, right? Is that like a? Is that kind of like I don't I know? Mean, he was good last year, but I mean he's having a record-setting season, and he came at tremendous value at draft day. So, so you could yeah. absolutely fall into it if that's what you want. There's a lot of guys, you know. I think there's a lot of guys you could you go run down the list of. Um, comeback player of the year, whatever you want, whatever you want to classify it as. But I think, I think I want to give, I think I want to give Salvi, you know, Absolutely. the credit where it's due. I, um, I'm going to go Salvi. I know it's a unique pick, um, but I think what he's doing this year, he deserves all the credit. Fair enough. No, I think that's correct. I mean, when the guy uh, is damn near hitting 50 home runs, you know he can he can get whatever freaking award you want to give him because that is a phenomenal season, especially from a catcher. You know he's doing things that hasn't been done since Johnny Bench, Mike Piazza, guys of that nature. So congrats to you, Salvi, and congrats on winning Kevin's Comeback Player of the Year award. I went a different route. I went with Matt Olson. Matt Olson was outside of the top twenty-five first baseman in twenty twenty. I know it was a shortened season, but whatever. This year he's in the top five. He's been an absolute monster and a lot to thank for his production. He dropped his K percentage basically in half, and it's allowed him to be a dangerous threat at the plate. 37 home runs as we're recording tonight. Over 200 runs plus RBIs, and guess what? The man chipped in four stolen bags for your ass. He's been great for fantasy teams. He came, you know, you could get him in the fifth, sixth, seventh round in some drafts. Uh, I got, I had him in well, two leagues, two leagues, and he's been absolute dynamite. That's why Matt Olson is my comeback player of the year. Let's move on to our next award, rookie of the year. Interesting. Rookie of the year. Kevin, who do you have winning your rookie of the year in 2021? I think it's a guy that should win the MVP, rookie of the year. Sorry, not MVP, rookie of the year in the MLB. Guy that's playing out in uh, out in Cincinnati goes by the name of Jonathan India. I think this dude mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. Um, 
his position eligibility, second base, third base, even helps. Um, on the on the season, two sixty nine, eight eighty nine runs, twenty home runs, sixty seven RBIs, eleven stolen bases. Uh, you know he 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 was very consistent and very good in positions that you needed help in. You know, second base was a ghost town. So to have a guy like him, if you were able to get him at good value, I think in our league, yeah, he was a free agent ad. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't even drafted. So um, he's he's a guy that I 100% think should win this and he's deserving of it. And hopefully he carries this over to next year because he's definitely on on the radar to be drafted at a good spot. For sure. No question. And uh, I actually, I, I, I had Jonathan India in my uh, top two for, for rookie of the year. So he had a phenomenal season, uh, but I ended up going with the pitcher because pitching is just so valuable in fantasy. Uh, I went with Alec Manoa as my rookie of the year. You know, he came up, you know, at a good part. He's given you eight, uh, 18 games started so far this year, seven and two record, 3.36 ERA. He's given you damn near a hundred innings. That's pretty good for a rookie to come up and pitch that successfully. 9.91 K per nine. You'll love to see it. And for a rookie, you know, 17.6 K minus walk rate is pretty good. You know, obviously he's had his lumps. He's had his bad outings, but I think overwhelmingly they've been good. The XERA pretty much matches the ERA. The XFIB pretty much maxes, uh, matches the Sierra matches the FIP means he's not smoking mirrors. He's getting the job done for the Toronto Blue Jays, and he's getting the job done for fantasy teams. So I went with Alec Manoa as my rookie of the year. Let's move on to – all right, so we got three left, Kevin. We're going to save MVP for last. So do you want to do dud of the year, or do you want to do Cy Young right now? Um, I think we go dud. You want to go dud? Dud, Yeah. Actually, okay. no, let's go Let's go, Cy Young, and then we'll go Dud and MVP. Okay, we'll go both sides of the coin, you know, the bad and the good. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. So I, I'll go first here. My Cy Young is none other than Max Scherzer. The old man just keeps on slinging it. He's had a phenomenal season, a 2.08 ERA on the year. 12.04 K per nine. Are you kidding me? And ever since he went to LA, he's just been, you know, re-energized, absolutely dominating uh, since he's gone there and, and just basically taking the fantasy by storm. Uh, he, you know, he started off a tad slow, uh, you know, from what we're used to in terms of Max Scherzer. Right. But man, he really picked it up since the trade. He's got an under one ERA, 0.78 since going to those Los Angeles Dodgers, and he's just been nasty. Uh, and, you know, year in, year out, he's a super stud. And this year, he was a super stud when it mattered most. And I got to be honest, a couple of years in a row, he was notorious for letting guys down in their postseasons because he's kind of faded towards the end of the regular season. Not this year. He he put he put his foot down on the gas and just continued to deal. Uh, and he's probably the reason for multiple fantasy championships or will be a mega factor in some fantasy championships. That's why I have Max Scherzer, the old man as my Cy Young for 2021. Kevin, who do you got? Yeah, I I think I had three guys really that could all go, all be deserving of this. Um, Mad Max is a guy that, you know, I, I think he is the winner, but to keep it consistent and give other guys credit where credit's due. Um, I'm going to be a little biased because I have this guy, but I'm going to go Robbie Ray. I think Robbie Ray, he struggled a little bit recently, but you know, he's, he's carried me to this point. He's a huge part of why I'm in the championship. So um, I got to give my guy Robbie Ray credit. He's going to pitch again this weekend. So hopefully if Cole gets his teeth kicked in, Robbie Ray can kind of pick up the slack and um, bail me out with a solid start. But um Mad Max is a great guy, and then don't sleep on Zach Wheeler out in Philly. He's got some big, big starts coming up as well. Um, but, yeah, Robbie Ray, I think I got to give it to, to my guy. Yeah, Robbie Ray, fantastic season for him and came with great value. Uh, I know he actually was on some waiver wires 
to start the season. And if you were one of those teams that were able to scoop him up either late in your draft or on the waiver wire, man, you are beyond thrilled to have had him for the entire season. So that's a great choice. Someone who is definitely a finalist for me, no question about it. So let's move on to the duds. Kevin, who is your dud of the year? So coming into the show, I had I had one guy that I think is pretty obvious and then really just moments ago thought of another guy that, oh, my God, he's had a terrible year who I'm a big fan of. Um, so I'll, I'll go with the obvious one for right now, and then maybe you have the other guy I'm thinking of. But Mike Trout's got to be the biggest dud. You know, it's it's got to be a given, you know, where he's drafted, where what he's expected to be. Um, <clears throat> he's supposed to be the best player in baseball, and he hasn't played in I don't even know how long, months. So um, that's got to be the biggest dud. You know, you picked the wasted a high draft pick on the guy, and when it mattered most, he wasn't there. So Mike Trout, no questions asked, has to be the dud for me. So believe it or not, my dud of the year is more like duds of the year. I had three that I just couldn't pick one. So I'm going to give you all three. Mike Trout was one of them. Uh, Basically, all three of these guys kind of have similar uh, stories, narratives throughout the year, but for a little bit different reasons, I put them on the list. So my three were Mike Trout, Jacob deGrom, and Shane Bieber. Uh, Mike Trout, the reason why he's my dud of the year uh, or one of the duds of the year is because the, and this is not even his fault. So I, you know, I can't blame him one iota, but the facts are the facts and, and it is what it is. Throughout the season, there were little nuggets being dropped that his return was right around the corner, you know, right around the end of the, uh, you know, his 60 day DL stint. You know, he's going to be back. He doesn't even need rehab, needs a couple games, never made his rehab, jogged. He's running around the bases, had a setback. So the fact that you weren't ever able to unload him because you had hope of his return for a good chunk of the season just totally crippled you in the end. Uh, I know I had him in the Couch Guy Sports League, and, you know, when he was cooking in the beginning of the year, my team was cooking. When he got hurt, you know, I was okay for a little bit, but in the end, I didn't have the firepower because I didn't have my, my, my number one pick in Mike Trout. So that's why, uh, you know, it really let me down and that wasn't the only one. There was plenty of teams with, with the same issue. Uh, so he made the list. Jacob deGrom, he was just so dominant when he started. But to get hurt, you know, again, it's not his fault. I know injuries stink and they happen, but he was so important to teams, team, like overall team build when they draft that if he went down as early as he did, he hasn't pitched basically since around 4th of July your whole team build kind of goes down the toilet. You know, you have so much riding on a guy like DeGrom. You might have taken him first overall. You could have left guys like Fernando Tatis and and, uh, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna. I know he ended up getting hurt too, but he was dynamite for for his – for while he was playing. You know, it just – when your round one potentially first overall pick goes down uh, and so much was riding on him. That's why he's such a dud of the year. Again, it's not that he's a bad player. It's not that he, uh, it's his fault for getting hurt. It's just it is what it is in the facts of the facts. And in many, many a teams probably were not in the playoffs because of their team build based around uh, Jacob DeGrom. And my third guy, Shane Bieber, is basically for the same reason, but a little bit more magnified because he he, he found his way at the end of the first round. And, you know, coming off his great 2020 season, Guys who extended themselves to draft Shane Bieber at the end of round one or beginning of round two really had high hopes for him and really needed him to produce. And he's been on the shelf since, you know, June. And even before that, he had some bad outings, uh, you know, right around the crackdown of 2021. He had some down games and it was just so, you know, he left a bad taste in fantasy team builders mouths. And again, it's not his fault for getting hurt. And he's actually pitching this week. So if you held on and you had your diamond hands, maybe he pays off. And in this one start wins you a championship and you can you can uh, find me on Twitter at Matty Kiwoom and say, Mr. Kiwoom, you were dead ass wrong about Shane Bieber. And guess what? I'll, 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 I'll absolutely take that if that's the case, because he's pitching, but you know, when you take a chance on a guy like that in the first round, beginning of the second round, you really need him to come through and he didn't. So in a big way, teams were let down. So those are my duds of the year. 
And uh, I hate to say it because I like all three players and I will be interested in all three players in 2022. No doubt about it. But Kevin, here it is. Our last category of the night, the last segment of the season, MVP of the fantasy baseball season. There's only two options. And I think we both picked the same guy. So why don't you go ahead and tell the people, listen, who was your fantasy MVP? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is obvious. This is a given. This is everyone here knows who it's going to be. Um, it's got to be Shohei. You know, it's got to be Showtime. So um, you have a guy that's able to play two spots. You know, you get a stud pitcher and a stud hitter in one pick. You know, that 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 in and of itself is worthy of the MVP. And, you know, Vlad, Vlad Jr. probably um, – probably he's in that conversation and he probably, you know, for the regular MVP in the actual MLB, you know, he's probably PO'd that (laughs) Otani's one in a hundred year player, no doubt in a generational player because huge break for in the wrong direction. Yeah. What Vlad's doing is, is unhuman as well. You know, some of the balls he hits are like, Oh my God, that would, that would kill someone. Um, so Otani's just he's he's a beast. He's a stud. He's dominant. I had him in categories league, um in one one of my other leagues. And it was just it, I was in every single game because of him, really, you know, no matter what he was doing. Um unfortunately I had a I had to choose on the day he was pitching if he was gonna hit or pitch. I couldn't do both, which frustrating but for sure that is frustrating um, yeah so uh, it's got to be Otani it's got to be yeah I went Otani as well you know obviously um Vladdy G's having a phenomenal season he's absolutely looking like you know one of the premier hitters in this league potential triple crown winner in fact and you know I'm not taking anything away from him but what Otani's doing in points leagues, especially daily points leagues, is absolutely unheard of, and it's just a secret weapon cheat code. Uh, I'm going to tell you that you know the difference in points in our CGS league, and maybe the total points are different in your leagues, uh, but the distance is probably pretty similar. I think this is a pretty much across the board, uh, you know, uh, occurrence. And Otani had uh, 400 more points than. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., which was number two in the hitting category. And in the pitching category, he had uh, nearly 500 more points than the next guy, Zach Wheeler. And just that having that weapon in daily leagues where you can put him in uh, to to get 25 plus points on a given outing and then go ahead and hit him, you know, in your other side of your lineup for, you know, the remaining six days uh, of the week of your matchup and he can just get double-digit points two, three times. He has 45 total home runs. He's got a 150 WRC+. plus. He's just been an absolute masher at the plate. And and what the crazy thing is he does strike out a ton, and he's still able to put up massive numbers. Um, Even in the second half, he's had a slight fall-off, but he's still been every bit as dominant in terms of the fantasy landscape and what he's doing in daily points leagues, you know? So in, in categories leagues, it might be a slightly uh, different boost, but it's still a boost nonetheless. So he, he, he's an MVP there too. Uh, and if you play in a daily league next year, he is the number one overall pick. It's just, if there's a chance for your, your number one overall pick to have a healthy season in which he can outscore the next uh, guy in his given pers- uh, position by four 500 points, it's it's just it's a leg up on the competition that's basically the unicorn in all of fantasy sports, not even just baseball. So for those for that reason, the first 2021 season, Otani is the unanimous fantasy MVP. Kevin, I'll tell you this right now. You are my unanimous MVP. What a season it's been. bud. <laughs> yeah, dude, this has been awesome. This has been great. Um, you know, never thought we'd be at this point. Never thought this would be a show never, you know, none of this seemed like realistic. What? A year ago. No, more than a year. Less than that. Less than a year. um, So I still remember when coach guy kind of was like, yeah, let's do this. We're going to Al, Al, you know, shout out Al. Um, 
So I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm in if, if, if it's a thing, why not? You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the rest is history. So again, we're, this is just baby steps. So if you've been along for the ride this season, we got, we got some, we got some stuff in store for you. Yeah. If you enjoyed season one, you better get your ass back for season two. And if you hated season one, give us one more chance. I think uh, season two will be even better than this year. So Mr. Perdios, for the last time in 2021, or not in 2020, we'll be back in the calendar year, but in the 2020 season, tell uh, the the High Heat faithful where they can find you on socials and where they can find all your work. Yeah, so um, as you all know, on social, on Twitter, it's kperdios15 on Twitter. Um, trying to be pretty active on that, so just giving you regular baseball and uh, Bruins thoughts um and then for the other other podcasts i'm on shorthanded takes is um is on twitter as well i think we're starting up an instagram so you can definitely find us on there and listen to our podcasts on coach guy as well we just got up on apple Podcasts, spotify you name it we're, we're there and um we also got some video so check out the youtube as well um but yeah, uh, I think that's about it. You know, I think that's all our, I think that's where I am. <laughs> yeah, that is who you are. And you're right there. Kevin, again, man, thank you so much for going on this ride. It's been a great season. And uh, like you said, it's just step one. We will be back and we will be stronger than ever. I cannot wait for the future of this show and the future of this bromance, baby. Yeah. You know, big things to come. Big things to big- come things to come and you can also find me on twitter i'm at maddie kiwoom follow the show's twitter handle as well if you'd like it's high heat fbb you know uh fantasy football season is here and uh chris jones and i have started our kiwoom and jones fantasy football show that comes out every wednesday go ahead and and check us out there and give us a follow at kiwoom and jones uh, and you can find just, you know, I'm doing a lot of fantasy football stuff right now on the website. And, you know, my FBB market watch will continue through the throughout the entire regular season. And uh, if you like what I was doing with that, now I've transferred it over to football and doing the FFB market watch every Friday morning, highlighting some of the uh, players in Thursday night football every Monday morning, talking about Sunday night slate and the Sunday day games. And every Tuesday, I will drop it for the Monday night game. So check it out on Twitter. Uh, and like I said, couchguysports.com is where you can find basically everything CGS related, including Kevin and my articles. You can go check out our store, get some CGS merch, look good. And make sure to follow and subscribe to the Couch Guy Sports Twitch channel. Broadcasts are coming out all the time, and it's really exciting to see all the hard work that the guys and gals are putting into our Twitch channel. So check us out there. And while you're uh, in the mood for subscribing, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can watch some of the podcasts uh, on the CGS Network and any videos or shenanigans that uh, the CGS fam likes to put out. Thank you all for listening. And if you can't take the heat, get your ass off this field because this is high heat fantasy baseball for the last time in the 2021 season. Peace.